As somebody who would call for defunding the police, I have very in-depth knowledge of what policing wow. looks like. And I was, when I graduated high school, I wanted to be a police officer. Wow. Hmm. Welcome home. This is your girl, Valerie, a.k.a. Priestess Super Vixen. A conversationalist. You're in my realm. Enchanting Asheville. In this show, you hear the voices of people of color and those who love them. In Asheville, North Carolina, and beyond. 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 Peace. Love. Love. Harmony. 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 Wealth. 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 Welcome home, Ashevillians and curious travelers. This is your girl, Valerie, a.k.a. Priest is Super Vixen. And you are listening to Enchanting Asheville, where you hear the voices of people of color and those who love them. The guest on today's episode is Michael Martinez of our local alternative hip-hop band, called Natural Born Leaders. Now, it's time for the On the Ground Update, where you get the latest on what's happening in Asheville with the Black Lives Matter movement and equity initiatives in our community. Here's Savannah Gibson, a witchy field correspondent and a local activist in Asheville. Savannah! Thank you, Valerie. This on-the-ground update is coming to you from the evening of August 17th. Most of you may know Robert Thomas, the community liaison for the Racial Justice Coalition. You may not know, however, that his father, Robert Thomas Sr., contracted COVID-19 at Noose Correctional Institution and spent two weeks at a local hospital on a ventilator. He is currently back at Noose with 18 months remaining in his sentence. Local community have gathered together to form a petition and are currently circulating it in an effort to bring Robert Thomas Sr. back home to his family where he can remain safe and free from COVID-19. In other local advocacy news, Marcus Robinson currently had a victory over the death penalty based on the NC Racial Justice Act, which led him to be taken off of death row. Additionally, an Asheville man named Eric Swinston is currently battling for his freedom as well after being sentenced to 22 years for possession and selling less than three grams of crack cocaine, a sentence the current district attorney called egregious. A petition is also being circulated for his release as well. For more information on these petitions and other incarceration efforts that are locally happening, please visit the Western North Carolina Response to COVID-19 for Those in Custody Facebook group. That's all I got for you, Valerie. Back to you. Thanks, Savannah. Now about that interview. Here we go. The guest on today's episode is Michael Martinez of our local alternative hip-hop band called Natural Born Leaders. Natural Born Leaders have performed from New York City to Los Angeles, California, and they have two EPs under their belts. 
Michael is also a devout activist here in Nashville, North Carolina. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate it. Now, Michael, the first time I heard your music, I was at Ben's tune-up with a couple of friends, and you had one other musician with you at that time. I could not believe the amount of creativity coming out of the two of you guys in that local hotspot. So because it's important to my show to ask certain questions like, what is your ethnicity, Michael? I am half black and half Puerto Rican. And that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yeah, probably a whole bunch of other things somewhere, (laughs) somewhere along the line, you know. I actually don't know what kind of black I am. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. What are your musical influences that inspired you to write and perform music? I really love Lauryn Hill um, as an artist and uh, MC, uh, first and foremost, I feel like, um... So as far as like, you know, flow and and like uh, just how creative Lauren was, Miss, Miss Hill actually, was at, uh, you know, putting together sentences. Her and Biggie. I love some Biggie. Mm. I love the Beatles. Mm. The Beatles are probably my favorite rock band. Mm. Not to be cliche, but definitely. <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, show me somebody else who's put out as many hits and just great music as them, you know. I feel you. Besides Biggie, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> but his life got cut a little short. I like the fact that you, you have such range with your influences. Like, they, you don't see a direct correlation between the Beatles and Biggie. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It, but the, the thing is that music is so innocent to me because you can just dive anywhere and be at home and it doesn't have to be just one genre that you're in love with you can just find your home anywhere and on that spectrum so I I'm kind of the same way like I'm a big Fleetwood Mac Stevie Nicks chick I'm like so down with the sisterhood of Stevie Nicks okay (laughs) I love some Stevie Nicks I'm just way back you know I didn't I didn't get into Fleetwood Mac until like two years ago oh my goodness I know I know I'm late late to the game but I'm I'm stoked about it I love it yeah I, I love all kinds of music so you know um as a civil rights activist of 2020, technology has made a difference in how we protest today. How do you use social media as a tool for social justice? I feel like I personally use it as like a means to get my truth out. Um, and obviously as a means to mobilizing people to get up get out and do what they need to do um but i feel like it's not much different to me the the way i've been looking at it at least is to like you know i'm very familiar with show promotion Mm. and uh, i feel like i use it similarly as far as like you know on the activist front i think that that you know generally how i would present something 
to the public is to be personal and and uh, i feel like i'm a very personal individual personal mm. public individual <laughs> yes you know because i feel like it's uh it's important to you were talking about earlier like how you like to uh you know reach as many people as possible right. so i think it's more important instead of just you know being somebody who's going to be like defund the police i'm like these are my experiences you okay, know, where people can relate. What, okay, you know, this is what I've gone through. So the end product of that to me is defund police, or ultimately abolish, you know, or whatever, you know. And that's 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 for me to. That's kind of where I I, I come from at, at, as as far as like social media goes, you know. Um, I feel like it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool, or it could be a weapon, you know. Mm. And I'm finding that mm. out very easily, very quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it could be a tool, or it could be a weapon. And you know, I, I try to use it as a tool. Um, mm. You know, I don't even hurt anybody at the end of all this, or right. in general, it's never been an intention of mine. You know. Okay. Are your parents also civil rights activists? Like, do you come from a lineage of that, and that you know of? No, I actually come from a law enforcement background. Most of the members mm. of my family are. My dad's a police officer. Uh, Word, okay. He's a, he's, a, he's a prosecutor's detective. My grandfather was a sergeant. My great-grandfather was in the military. I come from an entirely wow. law enforcement family. My mom was a teacher and business owner and anything you could think of under the book so whoa so definitely a wide variety um yeah <laughs> but i think that gives me another perspective too you know yes. um as somebody who would call for you know defunding the police like i have i have an uh very in-depth knowledge of what policing wow. looks like and i was be when i graduated high school i wanted to be a police officer wow you know, which obviously didn't happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it, right. maybe it did, right? Just in a different hey, way. <laughs> hey. Kind of on the other side of the, the, my, the yeah. line, but hey. My goal, I, you know, I've always wanted to help people. So, okay. you know, and that's, okay. I guess that's where I feel like that, that, that idea comes from. I, you know, I, I feel like I even talk to my dad now. I'm like, you know, you're the reason why I do this. Like, wow. you know, as a police officer, like, and not in a negative way, because right. growing up, I idolized my father. Yeah. Like he was, that's my dad. That's my dad. He's a superhero. Oh, that's he's, right. He's a superhero. He's yeah. a police officer. He's saving lives. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Um, but, you know, and obviously I see the world differently than he did. But Got it. I think that, um, you know, ultimately, like my, I, I aim to help and protect people um, to the best of my abilities. I guess with what I got, <laughs> doing the Phone best with all. what I got. Right? <laughs> Phone and all, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, you and your brothers, your band members, make no apologies on your political stance of the Black Lives Matter movement. What's your connection with the Equal Justice Initiative? I am, I guess, through Black AVL Demands, I am linked in with the Equal Justice Initiative and some of its members. Um, and, yeah, we definitely are not trying to be apologetic about anything. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, obviously we have our opinions and, and that's what it is. We're not out to uh, please anyone. You know, we're 
we try to make our like you were saying before like i don't we don't want to have like a genre or anything you know mm. like we kind of we just want to do what we do and that's it and make it good if we can indeed 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 <laughs> now with your with your bandmates and as you guys work together to create music together what is your like your dream of the impact of your music on the people? I feel like um, I never wanted to be a writer. <laughs> like, like a, not like, and by a writer, I, mean, I guess I mean a novelist. I never wanted okay. to write novels, though I like to write. And I wanted to deliver, uh, at least from my perspective, and as far as the band goes, you know, and I wanted to deliver, uh, I feel, feel like I have good ideas. <laughs> you know, I think they're good. Uh, you know, obviously it's debatable and everybody has their own opinions. They're like, you know, uh, but <laughs> I think, you know, the, the idea at the, the end game to me is to just make, just say what I have to say and, and be unapologetic. That is my end game. I have no, Beyond that, I hope to, you know, change a couple minds. You yes. know, I feel like we occupy as a band with the ideas that we put out there. I think we occupy a lot of spaces in which those ideas are maybe not necessarily uh, as I think the music sounds better than the ideas do okay. <laughs> you know, to some okay. people, okay. Okay. <laughs> which, okay. which is cool, too. You know, so everybody <laughs> it's always interesting when somebody I feel like at the start of this uh, uh, movement in Asheville. I, I know a lot of like our local fans or friends or whatever um, started to listen to the music differently. Um, and uh, I even did an interview with somebody and they're just like, oh, so now that you make political music and I'm just like, Whoa. I've been making political music. You just haven't been listening <laughs> okay. to, to the message. <laughs> you've been jamming. You've been jamming. But you ain't been listening. Okay. <laughs> I like this it. Is, this is definitely, it's always been a political thing. This is not, uh, you know, how I feel is not new news. Um, it's not fake news either. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, one of the last times that I had spoken with you was at a vigil downtown, and you were with an entourage <laughs> of people. And I wanted to sit down my age, and I wanted to be vulnerable enough to look at you and go, I don't know what yeah. to think about everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. That night. And so I was like, okay, like inform me, defund the police, okay? What and does I this know mean? so many shady people being like, please, y'all, defund the police so I can tear the city out. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. You know, but let's just say that there was a a, a, a primal fear mm -hmm. of, you know, saying we, we don't need the police. That's how I heard it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's an abrasive statement. Yeah. But then I think you were, that night when I was speaking to you about it, the solace I got was from you was that we're not saying that the police is to be completely evoked from 
work all together. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is they can be sort of like a special forces. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the extra, because we don't need that many folks, and that is to go into different forms of initiatives or organizations that can be of service to the people in different ways so that it isn't taxing on the officers that are able to do serious work Mm -hmm. in the community. And then I was like, okay, thank you for telling me that. Because if we said reform, yeah, anybody can say, oh, yeah, we're reforming. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're working on things another 20, 30 years. Yeah, I mean, that's what they've been saying, you know, since the 60s. They've been talking about police reform. And uh, unfortunately, that hasn't happened. Well, not, <laughs> you know? At least not to an impact yeah. I mean, that... I the, the, the amount of black people who end up in prison is higher than yes. it's ever been, you know? Yes. And I, was, I read this. I don't know if it's true or not, so I'm just going to go ahead and put the disclaimer. Thank that, you. That, I, like uh, it. I like it. That I did read, but I did read something they were talking about, like, the amount of uh, black people in prison uh, is has surpassed the amount of people who were in slavery. Whoa. Who are enslaved people, um, and I don't know if that's like I said, I I I couldn't right now tell you where what the right. source of that information was, but aside, I mean, you know, if that is true, like, are are we sure we ever abolished slavery? You know? mm. <laughs> yeah, we we gave positions and plantations different names or did we reform slavery yeah Yeah. and a whole lot of everybody's getting caught up in that yeah and uh it knows no color balance no it sure doesn't it sure doesn't and i think that's why i call it the staycation due to the COVID 19 had such an impact on people it it made people it gave some of us an excuse to not work and be mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. you know, like evaluate, evaluate how you've been living mm-hmm. up to this point. It's all about I'm putting in my 40 hours and it's all about me doing my little side hustle job. It's all about and then all of this stuff and not being able to really look at myself, look at my life, look at my children, look at my partner, look at my housemates and really get to know them, you know. And this is one of the things that had an impact. But music, it's so, it's so powerful because whether you was on a job or not, somebody's going to play a tune or two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or at least be singing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you make music that seems very relevant to what people are seeing in the news, when you're making music that is relevant to keeping the feeling that heartbeat of the city, of what's going on with the people. When people see you out in public, they're like, that's that bra right there. You know what I'm saying? That's that bra right there. And so I think it was amazing to be able to spend time with you that evening with all of these young people and learn so much. I'm saying young. I'm just 50, okay? And I'm sure you're not, like, terribly that much younger than me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it was really eye-opening to see you guys work together. And you explained something else about the different organizations where everyone may not do 
everything the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, do you remember? Anything? I do. I do. Yeah, expound on that because I think that's. I it think was I was talking profound. about like the idea of like the Black ABL Demands Collective is that like you know it is it's like what you're talking about and I, I feel the same way also like working with a lot of these people I met through you know over the past few months doing mm. what we've been doing and. Um, it's amazing. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old, mm. and most of the people who were, I feel, I would say, you know, kind of have fresh ideas aren't even my age. And it's interesting to mm. see the younger generation. I wish when I was in my early 20s, I had the drive mm. or knowledge or access mm. to the information. Um, that these young college kids, you know, do these days. And not even just college kids, just kids in general. They're crushing mm. it. Mm. <laughs> they sure are. And, like, I feel like I'm learning. I'm learning things that wow. I didn't know. I mean, and it's definitely, there's a, but, yeah, sorry. Uh, I changed the subject a little bit. But to get back to, like, how uh, the idea of the collective would be that, you know, there are so many uh you know, no, no one black person is the same. It's a monolith. Thank you. you know, or it's not a monolith. And, uh, you know, the idea of the collective is that everybody can, we can all help each other while also still maintaining our integrity and our own beliefs. I like it. Because the idea is that what we stand for is black liberation. Mm. Um, and, um, and I think that that, you know, first and foremost is, uh, uh, should be a common driver. I don't, I don't believe in tearing down other black, uh, leaders. Right. I don't, I don't and believe in tearing down other people in general. Okay. Though. But in specifically, uh, you know, uh, in the work that I'm doing, I don't believe in tearing down other black leaders, uh, because right. they have a difference in an, in, in opinion. Um, right. And I think that that's important as this movement goes, and not just in Asheville, you know, nationwide. Yes. Um, I think it's important for for us to, uh, while we may not all have similar ideas of how to get places, mm-hmm. to maintain unity with the fact that we are all uh, working towards black liberation. I like it. Um, but yeah. That's, I think that that's the idea of what I was saying. And I thought it, you you did it so well. It was so matter of fact. And then right at that moment, someone was like, we need a microphone or we need this. And, <laughs> and folks was like, yeah, okay. And they gathered up stuff from yeah. one group. And I was like, you guys, I know what the hell heck y'all doing and even if you don't think so you know i mean there was food out there for folks to come and get some vittles that was another time i was out there and again youth led and i was like coming in humbly not miss super vixen conversations got to run my mouth and tell everybody about the It was about me being humble at that moment and being like, how can I serve you guys? How can I help you guys do what you're doing? And that's the idea, too, is that we, that's the end game, is that there is no leaders. No, there yes. is no leaders. And that, I love this. Um, and not not that there is no leaders, that we are all leaders. Exactly. Um, I guess is at the end of the day. Yes. Um, there's no hierarchy. Uh, mm. It's all of us helping each other. Um, right. And, um, you know, and that, 
that can mean that can mean so much. Uh, I feel like the narrative that's getting out there is not that that we are peaceful and you know what mm-hmm. all these things and you know that's yeah it's so it's so frustrating. It to is hear frustrating. It. Yeah, it <laughs> is that frustrating. we're Antifa or whatever. I've ne- I've seen more <laughs> comments recently that like we're just like this Antifa organization. Of course, of course, you'd hear than that. Anything, and you're just like, really? What? Is this like even? It's so hard for me to believe that those people exist. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's so hard to to even understand that that's a. People think what? I guess what is the end game of Antifa? Just anarchy? Is that the? Pretty much. Is that what they're saying? Because <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just so wild concept. If I meet him, I was like. I almost posted on Facebook yesterday, do they send out membership cards or is it just like when somebody calls you one, you just become one, you know? Mm. <laughs> like, how does it work? Mm. You know? Because I haven't got my membership card yet. I'm <laughs> I feeling that. Now, how about this? I want to give our listeners an opportunity to know the next performances that you guys have. It's somewhere. How can our listeners find you guys, Natural Born Leaders? So we are on Instagram and Facebook uh, under Natural Born Leaders Band. And then we are, we also post all our shows. So we post all our shows there, but which obviously we haven't been doing very many. What we have been doing those live streams. So you'll, Mm. you'll find information about our live streams there. Um, and then if you want to listen to my own my own personal music, it's just Mad Mike uh, okay. underscore MBL and uh, on Instagram. And Natural Born Leaders is on Spotify. You can Sweet. find us there. And uh, we got videos on the tube and such. All right, all right, all right. And now if, if there's any wonderful, kind-hearted, generous folks that are listening – and they wanted to make a donation to you. How would they do that? I guess they got to holler at my Venmo. It's Michael Dash Martinez Dash Zero One One Four. Well, all right. You heard it straight from Mr. Michael Martinez. I'm telling you, we were talking just for the other folks. Broad shoulders, tall. Got that like. Nice little mocha skin. Yeah, he got the dark eye, honey. Got got the locks going. If it's thought, I let y'all know. So anyway, I want to thank you so much, Michael Martinez, for coming out and spending time with us, having a great conversation about your initiatives for our Black Lives Matter movement. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. Thank you. Don't let anybody tell you different. (laughs) I will hold on to that. Thank you so much, and thank you, listeners. Bye for now. Now for just a few thoughts. From the Library of Congress and the Collection of Civil Rights History Project, I found two articles. The first one I will talk about is called Music in the Civil Rights Movement. Now, African-American spirituals gospel and folk music is an important part in civil rights. 
These songs are used to motivate marches for psychological strength against antagonistic encounters, brutality, and sometimes to pass the time while waiting for certain results. Civil Rights History Project did an interview with folk singers called Guy and Candle Carawan. The Carawans worked at the Highlander Folk School in Tennessee, where activists from all over the country trained in nonviolent philosophy and songs learned for the movements. Jamila Jones from Alabama a professional singer with the Montgomery Gospel Trio and Harambe Singers, went to the Highlander Folk School for nonviolent activist training. She remembers an incident when in or around 1958, the Highlander was raided by the police. All the lights were shut off in the building. In the darkness, Jamila began singing. We shall overcome, but added and repeated a verse, we are not afraid, until a policeman came and asked Jamila, if you have to sing while he was shaking, do you have to sing so loud? Jamila said that's when she realized the power of their music over guns, billy clubs, and their supposed power. Another article called Youth in the Civil Rights Movement. There was some elementary school activists interviewed surrounding the Emmett Till murder in America. A young 12-year-old male named Freeman Raboski was inspired to march in the Birmingham Children's Crusade of 1963. On a Sunday morning, church attendance, he caught wind of the integration of schools. <laughs> Being that he is a math geek, he was excited that he could compete academically with white children. While spending days in prison for marching, photographs of police and dog attacking the children drew nationwide attention. Raboski remembers being in prison with other children. Dr. King came and spoke to the children, and he said to them, What you do this day will have an impact on children yet unborn. Raboski went on to be president of the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, encouraging the academic sectors of math and science. As this heavenly, melanated, beautiful black woman stated, there is always room for anyone in the movement, no matter what your gifts are. Thanks for listening. Now here's your weekly enchantment where I offer healing words for my Ashevillians and curious travelers. My dear ones, of all cultures and all human nations, sit down and relax. 
in this quiet, sacred moment. Feel the peace surrounding you. Feel the strength of Mother Earth under your body and your feet. As you inhale and exhale, you notice the rhythm of your breath. The rhythm of your heart starts to coincide with the heartbeat of the Earth. All time stops and you are surrounded by the warmth of darkness as if cradled in your mother's womb. This heartbeat sounds like a low beating of a drum. And as you open your mind's eye, you realize that you have been transported. You hear birds singing. You're in a creek with your feet in the water. Thanks, Oshun. Some of you have a comfy chair in the creek while you let the waters flow over your toes. Some of you stand strong, feeling and hearing everything around you. And some of you sit on the bank of the creek, feeling the cool, moist earth underneath your butt. The water flows from east to west of you at your perfect temperature. Some of you like the water icy cold, and that's what you feel. Some of you like it lukewarm, so you will feel that. As you watch yourself wiggle your toes in the water, which you can see right through, a snake swims right on past you and your legs. At this moment, you then notice that you are so connected to the whole ecosystem of this fine place. You notice no harm will come to you here. The trees never looked greener. Some of you can smell the greenness of the earth and the smell of the fresh, clean water as it gurgles by. Some of you smell flowers of your favorite type as the wind blows around you. The sun shines through the canopy of trees just enough for you to feel the warmth, but not too much to make you uncomfortable. You look past your immediate awareness and you see green prairie lands with croppings of flowers everywhere. Do you know our elfin folk lives among them? (laughs) You bring your focus back to your immediate area and you see beautiful mushrooms sporadically positioned alongside the bank. Right now at this very moment, your heart feels so large. You feel so at peace. You feel wealthy, content, and joyful. You can energetically feel the hug of someone who loves you so intensely. And as they wrap their arms around you from behind, you can smell that person and feel their love. Right now, this is the most special and perfect place that you can possibly be a part of. And a little hummingbird comes right directly in front of your face and it just looks at you 
and you can feel that it adores you. You smile back. Then you hear the sound of faint drumming. The beats get louder and louder, just enough to bring you back to your current location. There's a crack of lightning above. Thanks, Uncle Shango. It's time to return. Dear loved ones, it is time to come back. It's time for you to be in your present time. Slowly, you start to hear the sounds of the city around you. Birds chirping and neighbors going in and out of their vehicles, slamming the doors. You can even see that you have a few messages on your phone. (laughs) Welcome back. Take a deep breath. We recalibrated wisdom, strength, compassion, and love from our benevolent ancestors and the cosmos back into your hearts, minds, and actions. Just know they love you. I love you. Thanks for joining me in my realm. Join us again next week as we sit down with Rob Thomas of Racial Justice Coalition. We will talk about their work to advance equity in our community. Hey, we're looking for sponsors and benefactors for this show so that we can continue elevating the equity work being done in our community. If you know a business or someone who would like to financially support our show, please contact us at supervxn19 at gmail.com. You can follow me at Supervixen Conversationalist on Instagram and Facebook. If you're interested in hiring me directly for conversations or private enchantments, you can reach me for appointments at supervixen19 at gmail.com. If you would like to make a donation, PayPal me. PayPal.me forward slash S-U-P-E-R-V-X-N-1-9. Thank you for your support. You've heard my enchantment and received it well. Now go forth and be part of this loving community movement that is Enchanting Asheville and Beyond. Bye for now. Hey, witches. Brooms up.